from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Friday evening edition here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Tune in app available anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. It doesn't matter where you're at, you can do so. Of course, at home, if you can't get radio, you can listen via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN or Nash Icon 1061 FM. Our podcast available following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu and click on podcast to listen back to the show, and you will enjoy doing so. Of course, you can email me. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com anytime, anywhere, or the number is 504-260-1061. We're going to talk about the Saints, LSU, Tulane, high school football, everything across the horizon a reminder that we debut year 29 of the original Prep Football Report, Friday, September 1st. Six hours of coverage every Friday night, starting off with Countdown to the Original with Les East and Jude Young from Francesca's by Katie's Deli at 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. First night will be Brother Martin Night on September the 1st with Coach Mark Bonice, and we'll do so every week during the regular season. Of course, in the 7 o'clock hour, Will Brown joins me in studio for the original with reporters at up to 45 games around the state with live updates from those games. Scoreboards updates frequently from CrescentCitySports.com where we have thirty to 40,000 hits every Friday night during the season, best scoreboard in the state. Then, of course, we have winning coaches on in the 9 o'clock hour, our analysts in the 10 o'clock hour from throughout the state. We wrap it up with carrying Friday night football from WNOL and WGNO at 11 p.m. on 106.1 FM with Ed Daniels and J.T. Curtis. So six hours every Friday night. I'm tired talking about it, but we look forward to it. Here, 29 of the original, September the 1st. And, of course, on many stations around the state, but originating here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. So you heard the laughter in the background because he's got a little clue about this stuff and what goes into it. But I don't know. Renee Nato joining us now from CrescentCitySports.com. But every year, Renee, Ed Daniels and I talk about this, and I'm like, okay, are we going to do this again? And, yeah, we, we end up doing it, and we dive into it and, of course, get out of the water sometime in mid-December. But that's okay because we love it. How you doing? All right, Kenny, good. You know, at, at the gym all the time, people tell me, you know, I guess you're starting to get ready. And I said, you know, as far as sports is concerned, it's a 24-7 year-round proposition. But football, 
never stops. It's a 24-7, 365 as well. So, you know, it's not really the football season. It's just a, a different portion of the football season coming up. And, you know, I guess with the exhibition season beginning in earnest with all the teams playing at the Saints on Sunday, some high schools are beginning to have scrimmages set up. You really feel like there's football in the air right now. Well, you know, we're going to talk about the Saints and their preseason opener extensively, but since I touched on high school football first, let's start there because you focus on recruiting primarily for CrescentCitySports.com and you always list your top prospects. But in terms of the area, the New Orleans area, give me maybe five names or so of, of players that you think are the better players, if not the best players, from this area that are seniors for this school year. I'll rattle off a few names to you, Kenny. One of them hasn't made his choice yet. Out of John Eric, uh, Wardell Mack. Uh, looks like it might be an LSU-Texas situation. Michael Turner has shot up the charts out of John Curtis. Great speed is committed to LSU. Collage Cobbins out of Destrahan. He's been in the top one, two, or three. He's already committed to LSU. Goes to show the job Willie Fritz is doing, Kenny. Joshua Jackson out of St. Augustine, a wide receiver, who I know you know very well, has really moved up the charts. He's a commit to Tulane, as well as his teammate Bobby Kennedy, a St. All guy, is, can play wide receiver or outside linebacker, strong safety. Tulane is in the mix for Bobby Kennedy. Uh, I got to throw my uh, alma mater in Bernard Causey, a cornerback out of JFK, committed to Ole Miss. And um, Wallace Foster, a young man out of, out of Warren Eastern, cornerback, has, has uh, committed to LSU. Kobe Young, out of Holy Cross, a wide receiver, is committed to Georgia Tech. So that's some of the names. And I tell you what, Destrahan, they should have a, a heck of a team again this year. Anthony Robinson is another one, along with Collage Cobbins. Anthony Robinson, a safety out of Destrahan, is a Ole Miss commit. So it looks like they'll have a, a heck of a team out there for the Wildcats. Yeah, I, I think locally, the schools that won state championships last year, Destrahan, St. Charles Catholic, John Curtis Christian, I think they all have a good chance to do it again. Yeah, they do, and, and, and I tell you, it, it looks like JT Curtis is going to have, have a team, and Marcus Scott, he is, he's not, he's reloaded, and he's got, uh, Marcus Scott at Destrahan has sophomores right now who are getting offers, uh, and quite a few of them, so it looks like uh, Destrahan is, is on the comeback. All right, Renee, let's turn our attention to college football. This should be a really fun year for South Louisiana. Tulane coming off of a historic season with a really good team, top 25 for the first time ever in the preseason. LSU ranked in the top 10 in every poll that we've seen nationally coming off of a 10-win season. Of course, Southeastern Louisiana ranked 15th in the FCS preseason poll, a consistently good program. Nichols will be better this year. And then, of course, the New Orleans Saints, which we'll get into in the next segment at the pro level, pick to win their division. So uh, it's really looking good for South Louisiana. I know you're a fan of Frank Selfo and what he's doing at Southeastern. You know, and he's got a heck of an offensive line. Jordan Allen, uh, uh, Jai Orgeron, uh, he's got three offensive linemen that could be, that could get some votes for FCS All-American. And I'm dead serious. they all conference kind of guys. And it starts up front. And the offensive line that Southeastern has is going to allow them to run the ball and will protect the passer. They have some really good athletes. They have lost some via the transfer portal. Uh, but I, I tell you what, Frank Selvo does a good job, and he's a quarterback coach, and he will get the best out of his signal callers. And as you know, Kenny, uh, he's had, since he's been there, he's been a very explosive offense. Well, they have been. And, of course, Tim Rebo has done a consistently good job at Nichols, and they should be better this year 
And all Frank Selfo has done is take the same model with recruiting South Louisiana. That's what Tim Rebo's done for years. Yeah, and Tim Rebo's got some guys locally that you know. Perry Gancy is a, a three-time state wrestler, chaplain out of Jesuit. He's, he had four and a half sacks last year for the for the Colonels. Uh, Kai White, Kylan White is a middle linebacker out of John Curtis. Uh, and, and so they got, Nichols has some local guys who are going to have an impact on that team. And, of course, uh, Timmy has always had a good team on both sides of the ball. But I think the strength of the Colonels this year will be on defense. Willie Fritz did an incredible job last year. There's no reason to believe it won't continue this year and I'm looking at their schedule and they may be favored in all but one game if not you know all but two games based on the schedule and I'm looking at their football team and I'm having a hard time finding any real weakness they got both kickers back you know they've got their quarterback back they've got a a good offensive line they've got their receivers who are better than they've been in recent years their defensive line is good. Their secondary returns the corners. They have a good safety. They lose two good linebackers, but they brought in Tyler Grubbs, too, and they have Machado. So I'm looking at this team, and look, I think they're really good, as good as last year, if not better. The only question mark is how do you replace Tajay Spears? Well, you know, and that's going to be an interesting situation. I think you're going to do it by committee. I think uh, Shoddy Clayton is going to be a guy who's going to get the ball quite a bit. Uh, a guy who had a really good spring out of Booker T. Washington is Arnold Barnes. And they got a transfer in Shedrill Lewis, who's 5'10", 175. And he's, he's a little bit like Ty J. Spears. He's probably not quite as explosive, but he'll give you those explosive plays. And Shedrill Lewis, uh, Shedrill Lewis is a guy that will get the ball in space, and they're going to try to isolate him out there. But Michael Pratt as the fans know, will will leave Tulane uh, as the all-time leading passer. And you look at some uh, really, really good quarterbacks that have come through the system there. And, you know, a couple of guys, and you mentioned one, Tyler Grubbs, is coming over from Louisiana Tech. And I know the Green Wave defense loses Dorian Williams and, and Nick Anderson, but Tyler Grubbs is going to help that that defense a lot. Machado comes in, a guy that has not got a lot of a lot of notoriety. I had a chance to talk to him and I did a story with him a while back. AJ Hampton, a transfer from Northwestern, uh, he's a grad student, and I, I think he's really going to upgrade that that secondary. Uh, he's going to team with Jarius Monroe on the other corner and bringing back Adonis Freelu, a Han, a former Hornville star who missed all last year. Kenny, that is going to be huge. Uh, Adonis Freelu is a guy who squats in the six fifty to seven hundred pound range. He's a very strong middle nose tackle uh, guy that who really it, it, they need. You know, he does his job very well and makes the other players. Uh, allows them to do their job. So uh, having Freelu back and sincere Hainsworth, a guy who started four years at center for Tulane, is one of the uh, not only the best center in the conference, he's one of the best in the in the country. Yeah, I I would say Hainsworth is clearly top five, if not top three, in the country in centers. Michael Pratt is conservatively speaking top ten in the country in quarterbacks, and he might be top five. So when you start right there. Man, that's that's pretty good stuff. Of course, Prince Pines is really good. They they brought in Cam Wire, and you know him very well, also. Yeah, I do. And 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 I, t- I tell you, I think a guy who's made a step up from last year, or two guys, is Josh Remitich, is, is a is a local guy, and, and Rashad Green out of Baton Rouge. I think both of those guys, Rashad Green, the right tackle, and and Remitich, uh, the right guard. I think they come back with a lot of experience. And when you got that kind of experience coming back at, on the offensive line. 
I think that means a whole lot. Um, and and I, I think they have more depth than they had before. I think a guy who, who you can expect to have a big year this year has really made strides is Keith Cooper at defensive end. They really like him a lot. And I think he's, he's, uh, he's you know, he's, he looks like he's going to have a good year this year. Then there's the schedule. And I just have said this continuously that I think Tulane season will largely be determined in the first three weeks. South Alabama, pretty good football team, comes here. And then Ole Miss comes to New Orleans, which is intriguing. And then they go to Hattiesburg to face Southern Miss, one of the two teams to beat them last year. So when you look at that early schedule, I've said from day one, if they get out of that 2-1, and one, they're on their way to another 10-win season, I think. If they get out of that 3-0, and oh, this could be a very, very special season for Tulane. Uh, and, I mean, you never want to go – there in terms of saying unbeaten, but that's not out of the question. I just think these first three weeks are going to determine their ultimate fate. We had a chance to talk to Lenny Van Gilder and I had a chance to talk to uh, the South Alabama coach at Sunbelt Conference a couple of weeks ago, and they have that opening game circled. They have been all summer, and I guess any coach can say uh, your opening game, you've had a chance to look at your opponent pretty, pretty uh in great depth, but South Alabama has got a really good defense. They have a, uh, you know, really good players on defense. That first game could wind up being a, a 20 to 17 game, 23, 21, uh, not a high scoring game, but a game that could be very competitive to the very last series. South Alabama would love to beat Tulane on their own turf. Uh, Tulane would love to start the season on a, with a win and keep Lane Kiffin in mind coming in the next week. He can't afford to lose to a team outside of the SEC with the schedule that Ole Miss has. So, really, uh, Lane Kiffin's coming in <clears throat> with guns blaring, uh, knowing what he's going to get when he when he arrives at Yeoman Stadium. And and uh, Coach Hall at Southern Miss, of course, coached Michael Pratt in his early career at Tulane. He knows all about him. And, and the Golden Eagles took down Tulane at Yeoman last year, and uh, they're going to have him at home this year. So, as you said, those first three games will set the tone, and the last game of the season will get national uh, attention if it goes the way, I think, with UTSA coming to Yeoman Stadium and, and Frank Harris, arguably uh, second-best quarterback in the conference behind Michael Pratt. Yeah, very good football team moving into the conference as a conference champion last year, and, of course, going to Memphis where Tulane is – not one in over two decades is another game to look at on that schedule. Turning to LSU, when you look at the Tigers, I look at their offense, I see no weakness. I think their quarterback position is the best in the conference overall. I think their offensive line is good. Uh, I think their receivers are good. Uh, I think their running backs, they have so many of them. Overall, I think they're good. I don't see any weakness on this offense. Their tight end, really good coming back from last year. So maybe the biggest question on offense is, you know, the young tight ends that will step up behind Taylor. And can they settle on maybe three guys at running back because they have so many of them? But I think that's going to kind of shake itself out a little bit. <clears throat> and, and whether it be injuries or, or just the way uh, they'll have some scrimmages at LSU in the next couple of weeks, I think it'll shake itself out a little bit. Uh, I think they'll settle on three and a half to four running backs. Uh, I really expect Josh Williams to be the opening running back uh, when they start the opening series. I really, really do. And uh, I, I know that. Uh, you know, Logan Diggs is going to play a big, big role there. But Josh Williams is a guy who's been there. And, and uh, he's I, – I suspect, and I could be wrong, I suspect Josh Williams could be a guy who could win number 18. He's he's that well thought of by his teammates, a team captain kind of guy. Uh, Jaden Daniels, 
<clears throat> you know, I've said this, and, and I know people think I'm crazy, but in early his early career, Kenny, uh, Jaden Daniels reminds me, and I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman, but I'm saying he reminds me a lot of Lamar Jackson. Uh, the way Lamar Jackson was when he was at Louisville before, when he first got into the NFL as a runner. Uh, he developed as a passer. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of similarities between those two in their, in their college career. And and, and Jaden Daniels has some outstanding receivers and Malik Neighbors and uh, Kyron Lacey, uh, Brian Thomas, Chris Hilton has really come on, Aaron Anderson, transfer in, former Edna Carr from Alabama. Jalen Brown has looked really good, and Kai Prion has also had a good camp thus far. There's been a lot of competition up front, <clears throat> and a guy that has arrived from Maryland via the transfer portal, Mason Lunsford, he's got 26 starts, Kenny, at Maryland. He's got more starts than any offensive lineman at LSU. Um, Miles Fraser, if you combine his FIU and his LSU career, he's got 25 starts. But Mason Lunsford has 26, and he didn't come to LSU to sit and hold a clipboard. Marlon Martinez is giving Charles Turner all the competition he wants at center. Garrett Dellinger is really stepped up. And a guy you know from Newman, Bo Bordelon, has really had a good camp, and he is getting uh, getting reps at second team left tackle, and he's really he's grown to about 310, 315. He's really filled out, and he looks really good. Will Campbell and Emory Jones, don't know if you'd, uh, you could find a better set of tackles anywhere in the SEC. So I guess the question for LSU would be on defense. They, they're good at the defensive line position, but you wonder about depth. Linebacker, we know they've got two good ones. Uh, secondary, safety position should be fine. Cornerback position, there was a question mark with a whole bunch of transfers. Thoughts? Yeah, Kenny, and that's where it, where it comes in, the uncertainty, because you have so many transfers. And example, Savion Jones is coming back last year. He didn't play a lot, but he's coming back, and he should be good. But you got Paris Shan, you got Jordan Jefferson, a tackle, you got uh, Jalen Lee, uh, Ogofu at, at jack position, Brady Swinson, uh, Omar Speets at, at linebacker, Denver Harris. Uh, I'm trying to think of Zai Alexander, J.G. Johnson. you got so many transfers coming in. How long is it going to take them to mesh when the bullets start flying? The X Factor, Harold Perkins is, is a butkus. He looks like he could be a butkus finalist. Maybe the best linebacker in the country right now with an athlete. Having him on defense makes things a whole lot better. Uh, you know, Deuce Chestnut is a guy I didn't mention in the early group, but you got so much, you got so much, so many opportunities to choose from there. And they're going to have to, the coaching staff's going to have to sort through that and get the best group that can work together. It's not always the best players, it's the guys who can play the best together. And uh, Mason Smith coming back is going to be huge. And Makai Wingo, the experience he got last year at LSU is going to be major. Kicking game has to be better than it was last year. Can't be any worse. And, you know, the thing is, Kenny, you'll see LSU is going to put starters on a punt, punt return, kickoff return team and everything. You're not going to see a lot of guys getting reps anymore uh, from the scout team and anything. They're going to play. You, you know, you, you're looking at guys like a Gofu, uh, Harold Perkins, uh, Greg Penn. Guys like that are on a punt team. Omar Speets. He's got starters on the punt team right now, and uh, Deuce Chestnut, they're taking this very, very serious. And the returns team, you're going to see Aaron Anderson and guys like that get the ball on a punt team. Uh, Clayton is another one's going to return punts, but he's got so many so many more options on the, on the special teams this year than he had last. Visiting with Renee Nato of CrescentCitySports.com. About a minute left before the break. Of course, LSU schedule, it all it all surrounds that opening game, doesn't it? 
really does. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do a story. I'm going to turn in Crescent City Sports about another week uh, dissecting that Florida State-LSU game. Kenny and LSU fans don't want to hear this, but you got two teams that are mirror images. Jordan Travis and Jaden Daniels are, are very, very close in skills and, and Heisman voting right now. They are four and five or five and six. But Florida State has a stout defense. Uh, they are going to give LSU everything they need. And, and I tell you what, it's again, you're looking at two teams there that uh, are, are mirror images of one another. Uh, it, it, you know, a, a big play can make the difference in that game. I cannot see that game more being more than maybe two or three point difference. Uh, and it could be a big play at the end to make the difference in that game. But uh, if LSU was to come away with a win in that game, not only would he help uh, LSU in the early pecking order of the top uh, in the top mm-hmm. uh, national teams, but Jaden Daniels Heisman Award yep. uh, situation will help a lot. Yeah, I think it's a it's a huge game on so many fronts, and I think it's going to be high scoring. Renee Nato with us. We'll take a time out here talk about the Saints coming up next as we continue with all access for a Friday night here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. Crime, poverty, and education are linked. And we know education cuts crime. 85% of people in jail are going home. If they can't read and write or learn a trade, they will commit more crimes and hurt more people. Some people don't want anyone in jail. Others want to lock more people up. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. I believe in both accountability and redemption. We're going to teach inmates to read and write and learn a trade so they won't learn to break and enter. I'll get our kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Party politics and empty talk has led to more crime. The truth is, politicians don't pay attention to things that work. But I do. Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. I'm James, Senior Apparel Designer, and this is Behind the Design with Brothers and Sons. Brothers and Sons is a brand that is just a guy who loves the outdoors, really playing out the comfort in the touch of fabrics and then just making sure it has that durability. We are creating uniqueness and opportunities with with design and fabrics and function. Brothers and Sons, only at Boot Barn. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. 
Full details on example policies at selectquo.com slash commercials. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Martin. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Hi, I'm Chad. And I'm Steve. And together we're Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured, you deserve Dudley DeBosier, so you demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. And the only law firm in Louisiana with a no-fee guarantee. That means you pay nothing. No fees, cost, or expenses unless we get money for you. Dudley DeBosier, home of the no-fee guarantee, backed by the black and gold. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. Dudley this report is sponsored by Macy's. Join Macy's and their nonprofit partners to help address the youth mental health crisis this school year. Now through September 14th, donate online or in store to the Jed Foundation and the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Give back and learn more at Macy's.com purpose. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Saints worked on at Caesar Superdome today in preparation for Sunday's preseason opener against Kansas City. The team has shorn up its linebacker position with the reported signing of veteran Jalen Smith, a six-year veteran who's played for the Cowboys, Packers, and most recently the Giants. Smith had 88 tackles, including three for loss for New York last season and was very good in two playoff games. Smith has played in 87 NFL games. LSU linebackers Harold Perkins and Omar Spice are among 51 preseason candidates on the watch list for the Butkus Award presented annually to the top linebacker in college football. LSU gets its 23rd pledge for the class of 2024 and running by Caden Durham, who chose the Tigers over Oklahoma and Texas A&M. Five-star defensive lineman Colin Simmons of Duncanville, Texas, chose Texas over LSU. Tulane quarterback Darius Monroe, named to the Jim Thorpe Award preseason watch list, is one of the top 35 defensive backs in the country. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed weekend and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. I got you here on this Friday evening. Ken Trahan with Renee Nato of CrescentCitySports.com. So the New Orleans Saints will line up to play for the first time this year, Sunday at noon, against the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. What we do know is Dennis Allen has made it clear that starters, at least for the most part, are going to play some in this game. Renee, people keep asking, what does that really mean? And my answer to that is, well, it depends on how it goes. For instance, if the Saints have a three and out or a four and out on their first offensive series, I think Derek Carr and maybe those starters play another series. But if they have let's say, an 8-12 to 12 play drive on the opening series, that might be it. Uh, and we don't know that, but that's my guess going in. I, I, I concur with that, Kenny, and I can't see them playing more than a quarter of that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have them out there any longer than he needs to. Um, I think Derek Carr wants to kind of get in a game situation with, with his receivers and kind of get acclimated to the, the offense a little bit. Um, you know, and, and, and it's just, it'll be it'll be a situation in the second half that you will see Jake Hayner and guys like that take over. Uh, I'm not sure how much Jameis Winston is going to get maybe the second quarter, but I think you'll see Jake Hayner play quite a bit in this game coming up. So people have been 
impressed with Jake Hayner. What do you like about him? Man, I tell you what, I, I talked to him when he first got with the rookie minicamp, and I was really impressed. I don't want to say blown away, but he is, is so intelligent. And I, I, minutes after I talked to him, uh, Bobby Abel was close by, and he had talked to Miss Reddick. And the first thing out of Bobby's mouth is, man, that guy's pretty smart. And I said, yeah, he, he really is. He, he, he looks like he had just, Jake Hayner had just come from meeting with the coaches. And you think at a rookie minicamp, Kenny, that you'd be wide-eyed and kind of blown away by the whole experience. Jake Hayner seemed very comfortable, just got to rookie minicamp, and the whole environment did not in- intimidate him at all. Uh, I think he knows what he can do. He's, he's uh, confident in his own skin. He did have some injuries last year that uh, uh, kind of held him back from running as much as he wanted to. Uh, he's not going to be a running threat. But he can move around the pocket, and I think he really impressed some media people with how sharp he can be on his throws. He made some tight window throws, and I think too much is made about his size. Is he five ten, five eleven? Does it really matter? The guy can—he knows uh, not to—he knows when to throw in, in these windows and things like that. He put the ball uh, over the shoulder, a lot of fade patterns to the wide receivers. He's been around long enough to know what he can and cannot do. And I I think as he gets experience, Kenny, his confidence is going to grow. So much revolves around Michael Thomas and whether or not he's Michael Thomas, as we knew him. Because realistically, you know, we haven't seen the guy in three years. We saw him last year briefly. He looked good. He got hurt again. We didn't see him again. And I don't think anybody knows the answer as to what he's going to be uh, and he carries a large part of the success of this team with him based on what he's able to do. Yeah, Kenny, and unfortunately, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Michael Thomas on Sunday either. I just don't think this is a game he needs to show out anything. Uh, I, I think he'll, uh, you know, they can have a scrimmage. Uh, the Saints can have a scrimmage in the next couple of weeks with the Texans and all. I, I think he'll get in sporadically in exhibition games, preseason games, but I don't think you'll see a, a large dose of Michael Thomas in preseason. What do you make of this? log jam at tight end i mean you've got so many tight ends from Jawan johnson to foster morrow to jimmy graham to jesse james to you want to call Taysom hill to jp holtz who they just brought back lucas crow that's a whole bunch of guys that can play tight end in the nfl and boy, that's a great that's a great problem to have isn't it kenny i tell you you know and the thing is the tight end position uh you know, it's, it's, it can be a physical position on blocking, on the defensive ends and linebackers, and they run those short patterns. Uh, Juwan Johnson has really stepped up. He's having a good camp. Foster, Foster Morrow is having a, a really good camp. Jimmy Graham, I got to tell you, has surprised me. I, I did not know if, how long he would, how much he would contribute this year, but he has really surprised me on how he's done in camp thus far. He looks like he's got a new lease on life coming back home, and everything he said. I think he was sincere that this is he felt so good about coming back to New Orleans, which meant so much to him, the fans, the, the franchise, the players, everything else. And I think he's he was telling the truth when he said that he was very sincere. And, you know, you, you mentioned Lucas Kroll and guys like that. Taysom Hill, uh, he can play so many, so many places. And, you know, whether it be a tight end or in the backfield or a quarterback or whatever, uh, he, he can he can line up anywhere. But Lucas Kroll is another guy that I think. They, they like a lot, and he's had a good camp, and I don't think you've really got to see how good Lucas Cruel can be. Can he be a starter? I don't know that, but I think he can give you some quality reps and maybe a two-tight-end situation or three-tight-end situation, uh, and, and I think uh, he's got a great a great upside, and, and, and he's got some good size, about 6'6", 
So, uh, you know, and he caught a few passes. You know, he's, he can be really good. He caught some passes from Kenny Pickett in college. Uh, he's got a good set of hands. The Saints are acting like a team that thinks it has a chance to contend for the NFC honors. I mean, now they looks like they're bringing in Jalen Smith, you know, who had a good season for the Giants last year. He's had injury issues, but this guy was a solid linebacker, and obviously that's a position that a lot of people have pointed to and said they, they really need another quality player and quality depth. So they continue to look to make moves to be that type of program. And if there's one concern, Kenny, that's it with Demario Davis with with the injury that slowed him down right now. Pete Werner was hurt last year. You don't know what you got there. And Caden Ellis is no longer around. Uh, you know, Demarco Jackson is a guy that you're going to get a good look at this weekend. Uh, but they uh, they are certainly auditioning some linebackers, and they they need. I don't think they're finished with that position. I think they'll bring in more players as uh, as the preseason continues. As maybe some cuts. A guy who's cut from one team, um, if a team has a lot of linebackers, the Saints may look at that position if, if there's a linebacker out there that they feel can help their team or maybe bring some better experience. That's what they need right now. And Demario Davis is for some reason, if he's not 100% or he goes down any extended period of time, they really need somebody there to step up the team with Pete Werner. Typically speaking, if you've got a, you know, a contending team, which the Saints are, certainly people think they are, based on their division, at the very least, you only have you know a few roster spots genuinely up for grabs. I think that's true at tight end. I think it's true at safety. I think it's true at linebacker. You know, and then, of course, on offense, I think it's probably true maybe one wide receiver spot and, and maybe on the offensive line. What about the positions that you feel like are competitive for roster spots right now? Oh, man, you mentioned him, wide receiver is position. Traquan Smith is a guy who, who uh, you know, he, every year he, he, he flashes what he can do. Keith Kirkwood, uh, you know, that came out of nowhere. He's a, he's a four-year veteran. Uh, he's having a good camp. So wide receiver is, is pretty stacked right now. And then they bring in, you know, a guy, and I don't know how much he'll contribute, John Trey Kirkland, who, uh, who, who spent a little time with the Cardinals. But, you know, I think wide receiver is a position that they – that's going to be a tough cut right there. Uh, linebacker. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, you've had some injuries there, and, and uh, you, you, you need Zach Vaughn. You know, this is his fourth year for Zach Vaughn. It's time for him to step up and see what he can really do. Um, I just don't know if they have enough depth to make him feel really good. That's why I think this might be an opportunity, Kenny, for a, a Nick Anderson. Uh, I, I can see him. I really foresaw him maybe making a practice squad and making a mark on special teams. Um, he hasn't embarrassed himself out there at camp. He, he's done everything they've asked him to do. Will he make the final 53? Don't know. Uh, I can see him making the practice squad and eventually seeing a spot at linebacker because there may be a need and because he can contribute at some point, maybe special teams or maybe at linebacker. But this might be an opportunity for like a Nick Anderson to, to maybe make a case for himself. The Saints have flirted with Kareem Hunt. Of course, they've got... Jamal Williams led the NFL in touchdowns last year. They've got Kendry Miller, uh, who they like, uh, draft pick out of TCU. Alvin Kamara will be suspended at least to start the season, but they'll get him back, you know, before a month is up. And you see them flirting with Hunt. But that said, uh, this barring injury looks like a good position for the Saints, better than it was last year. Yeah, and Kendra Miller, I like him a lot. He's got the eye of a tiger. He's got, you know, he's ready to play. 
you know, he, he looks at the position. He said he's not a backup. He, he wants to play and he, he expects to get reps. And Kendra Miller is 100% now from his injury. You know, the Saints were giving an opportunity to Kurt Merritt to play either wide receiver running back. Uh, he's been on a, on an injury list the last couple of days. But uh, they're going to give Kurt Merritt all, every opportunity. They like his speed and his skill uh, to maybe in that be in that rotation, that running back at one of those positions. And the fact that he can play wide receiver or running back certainly is going to help his case. You know, defensively, aside from linebacker, if there's any concern for me, it's safety and whether they have any quality depth there. We know that Terran Matthew is one safety, Marcus May the other. We don't know about May, whether he'll be there opening day or not. But, you know, do they have any depth beyond those guys? Yeah, Jonathan Abram has been a disappointment. Uh, Smoke Monday's back on, you know, he was hurt last year. He's an undrafted guy, but, you know, can, can he make a case for himself? Um, you know, I, Jordan Hayden is a guy that, uh, uh, Jordan Howden, I'm sorry, from uh, he's a, a rookie from Minnesota, is a guy I had a chance to chat with, and, and he's, got, uh, he's got some skills, and the Saints like him. Uh, he's, he'll get a, a shot. He'll play a lot. I think he'll play a lot in exhibition season, especially tomorrow. I mean, on Sunday, rather. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but the safety position, you know, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, I, I just don't think, I don't know what you have much behind those guys. And uh, I, I think that's another position that the Saints may be perusing the, the waiver wire and it could bring in another person to, to, to kind of look at there. And then, of course, you every discussion about the Saints involves Derek Carr and just who he is, who he's been, and what he can be here. And, of course, the thought process is simple. He's an upgrade over what they had. I think everyone agrees with that. The question is, how much of an upgrade? Just how good is he? How good can he be? My answer to that is, that depends on what's around him. Is this offensive line healthy? How good can Trevor Penning be at left tackle? Can Michael Thomas be that guy? Can Chris Olave be even better? Can Rashid Shaheed... You know, get past his injury and step up and be even better as well. And can they find another wideout? Can Jawan Johnson continue to improve? Can Foster Morrow give them what they're looking for? Are they going to get anything out of Jimmy Graham? My point is, I think the answer to the question is how good the players are around him. And the, the thing that kind of gets me, Kenny, I guess you can look at the uh, glass half empty, half full. You know, Chris Olave is having a good camp, and, and he was a first-round draft choice, and he's certainly gotten a little bit bigger, and I think he has improved. Uh, Raheed Shahid is a guy who was undrafted free agent last year, and I think they struck gold with him, and, and he did well. But i got to tell you that they are counting on two guys who are just in that second year, and you're not sure how exactly how good Chris Olave can be, and was Raheed Shaheed the real deal last year? Was that was he just came out of nowhere? We have a, so, a sophomore slump. So I guess they're counting a lot on those two guys. Of course, Michael Thomas, too. But Chris Olave and Raheed Shaheed, it'll be up to those two to prove that last year was not smoke and mirrors, that it was a real deal, and they can be legitimate NFL receivers. Michael Thomas's success will have a lot to do with his offense. If Michael Thomas has a down year, uh, that could certainly – hurt the offense overall because I think what he can do when he's at his best uh, and how, what is his best anymore, but Michael Thomas can lift this offense up to a di- different level. And I've maintained from day one, I still think the kickers are going to be Will Lutz and Blake Gilligan. I, I see no reason uh, for the Saints to move on from those two. No, I, I agree with you on that. Will Lutz, I think, can be a kicker. He's proven it. Uh, you know, he's got a little competition in camp but uh, uh, from Grove, but I think I think Will Lutz, when it all clear as he'll be the kicker for the Saints. So I guess that, you know, as we 
uh, wrap the Saints talk up here in the next couple of minutes. What you know? What is the ceiling for this football team? Las Vegas has them as a slight favorite to win the NFC South. They have them at over nine wins, nine and a half, which means a winning season. And up until now, I've pegged the Saints to win 10 games. And so much of it depends on health. That's why I reserve the right to change that prior to the start of the regular season based on injuries and what happens in the preseason because uh, they have had injury issues in training camp. We all know what's happened the last two years. They've had massive numbers of injuries that have really impacted their football team. But right now, I see them winning the NFC South, uh, which, of course, gets them in the playoffs and host a game. And uh, I think in the NFC that Philadelphia and San Francisco are the best teams. I think Dallas is good, but not great. Detroit is good, but not great. Minnesota, you can put in that category as well. But I don't see, you know, I don't see world beaters in this conference. I just think that you know, the Saints in particular, since they're in a weak division, a division that they'll probably win, uh, I would not dismiss them making a run and getting deep. I don't think by any means they're the best team in the conference, but I think it sets up to where if they stay healthy, they can make a run. Yeah, and the thing is, Kenny, you know, they, they play the Vikings and they play the Lions, and, and uh, they play the Vikings at home and they play the Lions on the road. But the Saints are going to find out pretty early. Uh, you know, everybody, fans, I guess, or assuming that the, the Saints are going to run the table in, in you know, in a division uh, against the Panthers and the Falcons and the Bucks and all. I'm going to tell you, the Panthers can be a surprise team. Uh, they could be a lot better than people think. I know Bryce Young is a rookie quarterback. Andy Dalton is going to be his mentor. Uh, and I, the, 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 uh, the roster around Carolina, they've done a good job really upgrading that roster. I don't know if the Saints can run the table in, in the division. I, I, I can see them splitting with the Panthers. Uh, and I think the Falcons can be better than what the fans may think. Uh, I, I don't know. I think as the year goes on uh, and the Saints play the Falcons, you know, I, I think they play them towards the back end of the schedule. They play them, I think, the last game of the season. But uh, they don't play them to November. So I think by the time the Saints hook up with the Falcons, you may see a team that's better than people who fought when the season began. So my point is, I think I concur with you. I think the Saints can win 10 games. They would need some help to get to 11 games or maybe 12 games. And when I say help, uh, no injuries, no significant injuries, and the teams they are playing may suffer some problems of some kind, not have success or have injury problems. But if if the Saints uh, right now, I think they're a 10-win season and would need some help to get to 11 or 12 wins uh, you know, and, and the Saints, if they do have some injuries, Kenny, could fall to a nine-win season. Well, I think you make a good point. So much of it depends on when you catch a team. You know, can you be fortunate about when you catch a team where they have injuries, where they're struggling, whatever the case may be. And everybody points to the schedule. Oh, it's a weaker schedule. Well, from year to year, everything changes. So you can't totally look at that. The other thing I'm looking at is that seven of the first 11 games for the Saints are on the road. So they're going to have to be good on the road early on, and then they get a, a home-heavy schedule later in the season. The Falcons have skill. I think the Falcons and the Panthers are all about their quarterback. Is Desmond Ritter good enough? Is Bryce Young good enough as a rookie? If they are, they're going to challenge the Saints, both of them. I do not see Tampa Bay challenging the Saints. I just don't. No, no, no. I agree with that. I think, but I, you know, and there's always going to be a team, and, and again, it's going to be the Lions this year who, who make that next step up. Uh, it's always going to be a team in the NFL that, 
surprised everybody. And and right now, uh, with Dan Campbell at the helm with the Lions, it, it could be Detroit. Yeah, look, everybody is on Detroit. That's a, a fancy team to pick right now with where they're at. So it'll be really interesting to see how they fare this year and how the Saints fare against the Lions, too. So looking forward to that. Of course, you can follow Renee Nato at CrescentCitySports.com. It's fine work. It will be at the Saints game Sunday with us, too, and we'll have full coverage of that preseason opener as well. Renee, as always, thank you. We appreciate the time, and have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you Sunday. Have a great weekend, Kenny. All right, Renee, thank you. Renee Nato of CrescentCitySports.com, the New Orleans Saints, and the Kansas City Chiefs, Sunday, noon, Caesar Superdome seems like a regular season, doesn't it? With the game being played at Sunday at noon, <laughs> get used to it. That's that's what we're seeing. It's unusual when you see this in the preseason to see a Sunday noon game, but there it is. And frankly, I kind of like it uh, rather than the you know the Friday night or Thursday night game, frankly, or even the Saturday game. And don't like it interfering with high school football during the week, which happens on Jamboree week in particular. So again, the Chiefs Sunday. First look in action at players and uh, certain players to watch, clearly the younger players, clearly, that you want to keep your eye on because of the roster spots we just discussed as to you know what might happen and who could still win a roster spot and make this team. You focus in on about five to seven players uh, at specific positions who are fighting for those spots. going to be fun. Look forward to it. As always, it's 504-260-1061. The number to call. We'll take a time out here, and we will continue with more of All Access for a Friday night. Ken Trahan with you. Rudy Dixon, our producer, here on Nash Icon, 1061 FM. And as always, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Join Macy's and our nonprofit partners to help address the youth mental health crisis this school year. Now through September 14th, you can fund mental health services and resources when you donate online to the Jed Foundation and the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Or round up your Macy's store purchase up to 99 cents and donate the extra change. Give back today and learn more about our mission to create brighter futures for all at Macy's.com purpose. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. If you have a medical emergency, go to your nearest Rapid Urgent Care. There are several locations to serve you. North Shore, South Shore, a total of six locations. You won't wait for hours to be seen by a doctor. In fact, most patients are in and out in just 40 minutes. Strep throat, flu shots, COVID-19 testing, x-rays, drug screening, or lab work. Go to Rapid Urgent Care. They can handle it on site. No appointment needed. Walk in with your ID and insurance card. For the location near you, go to rapidurgentcare.com. 
This report is sponsored by Macy's. Join Macy's and their nonprofit partners to help address the youth mental health crisis this school year. Now through September 14th, donate online or in store to the Jed Foundation and the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Give back and learn more at Macy's.com slash purpose. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Like dining out? Then take advantage of culinary dining specials with some of NOLA's top restaurants, including Bombay Club, Cafe Degas, and Carmo. Visit whereyet.com for more information. And this Saturday night, head to Royal Street with your friends for the return of Dirty Linen Night, featuring great artwork all taking place up and down Royal Street. For more ideas on what to do this weekend, pick up the new issue of Where Yat Magazine all over town. And save the date for the Where Yat 25th anniversary party at Generations Hall on September 1st. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061-ICON through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Back at you on this Friday night. Ken Trahan with you on all access. And, of course, always interesting and Renee is a recruiting expert, and he writes at CrescentCitySports.com about these things quite often. And LSU continues its fine job in recruiting, no surprise. Got their 23rd commitment on Thursday. Running back Caden Durham of Duncanville, Texas. Picked LSU over Oklahoma and Texas. Durham is 5'9", 195, second-team preseason high school All-American, according to Max Preps. Duncan ran for 1,960 yards and 36 touchdowns last season. He averaged an impressive 9.3 yards per carry, which is pretty special. And, of course, he's quick and he's fast. This was a guy that was considered a strong lead to Oklahoma, but he went to LSU's Bayou Splash on July 28th, drawn by family, and they absolutely loved the experience. He had an official visit to LSU on June 23rd, and he moved his signing date back or his commitment date, and that, of course, leaned toward LSU. Frank Wilson and Sherman Wilson led the charge in recruiting Durham. He's already run a 10.25 in the 100 meters. Just tells you about the speed that he possesses. And that kind of softened the blow because LSU lost out on another prime prospect, a five-star player, defensive end Colin Simmons of Duncanville, committed to Texas over LSU. Simmons, 6'3", 225. He had an unbelievable 20 sacks as a junior. I mean, ponder that, 20 sacks at any level. The thought process was that the two high school teammates would end up in the same locale in college, but it didn't end up that way. LSU gets one and not the other. All right, 504-260-1061, the number to call. We're just about done for this Friday night. We'll be back to put a wrap on this version of All Access in just a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and on the web at nashfm1061.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. 
an agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. We know life can hit us with the unexpected when losing a loved one. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service is here to help. You're never alone. Simple direct cremation for only $1,195. That's right, only $1,195 with no hidden charges or fees. Please give us a call at 504-218-5554 or visit our website at neworleanscremationservice.com. Great service with an exceptional price guarantee. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, celebrating life. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958 offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Damien Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. I'm James, senior apparel designer, and this is Behind the Design with Brothers and Sons. Brothers and Sons is a brand that is just a guy who loves the outdoors, really playing out the comfort in the touch of fabrics, and then just making sure it has that durability. We are creating uniqueness and opportunities with with design and fabrics and function. Brothers and Sons, only at Boot Barn. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue. 
on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, at NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Back with you on this Friday night with our final segment of the evening on All Access. Ken Trahan, so glad you've taken time to join us. As always, a reminder to join us tomorrow morning as we have our opportunity to bring to you the Three Tailgaters Show on Nash Icon 1061 FM with Ed Daniels and I. We'll be live at Francesca's by Katie's Deli at 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. And Scott Craig will join me. Ed will jump in a little bit later in the show after his duties are complete elsewhere but we'll be at francesca's 515 harrison avenue in lakeview tomorrow morning and we certainly hope you will take time to come join us there they open at 11 food's great you'll love it trust me and we'll get a chance to see you and meet you in the process at francesca's where we'll have our original prep football report show this year as well with les east and jude young we always appreciate the support of scott craig and francesca's and we'll be there tomorrow morning with the three tailgater show from 10 a.m until noon and certainly hope that you'll tune in and as i mentioned Hope that you'll come out there and join us live at Francesca's by Katie's Deli. Would be good to see you then. Meanwhile, the FIBA Basketball World Cup continues. United States won its first game easily. And they will play tomorrow. The Saturday game is against New England. Excuse me, New Zealand. I said New England. New Zealand, as that continues on, again, you expect it. It's in the Philippines. And Brandon Ingram had a good start for the United States. He was a starter for Steve Kerr's team, and he scored 11 points and filled the stat sheet in other capacities as well. We all know what he's capable of doing. If he's healthy, he's that kind of guy, and we know what he can do on a consistent basis. He's improved his shot. He works harder on defense. The U.S. team will continue playing on Monday in the Philippines against Greece as they continue playing the FIBA World Cup. And then they'll play Jordan next Wednesday. So that's the schedule for the U.S. team coming up in the FIBA World Cup. And again, we will follow that with great interest, seeing where Brandon Ingram ends up and just what he's able to do. Very good player. And again, the Pelicans' fate is all tied to the relative health of Zion Williamson. And for that matter, Brandon Ingram as well. We all know this. And that's kind of where it's at. And what we expect from the Pelicans is all contingent on those two players. LSU playing in a Hamas doing a good job there. Tulane won a you know a bronze medal in their international competition in China. So some encouraging news in college basketball on both ends of that spectrum, and you hope that that carries over for both of those teams coming into the season. University of New Orleans figures to be better this coming season in basketball. Mark Lesnar's made some changes. Uh, on his staff and with his program, with players that he has brought in. So we fully expect that they're going to be better as we look ahead to basketball. It's not that far down the road, folks. I know we're all focused on football right now, and rightfully so and understandably so, but all good. Finally, I'm sure you've seen Dylan Cruz, Garrett Dugas, teammates on the minor league level off to a really good start for the Nationals organization. Paul Skeens, a 1-2-3 inning in his first pro outing in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. No surprise there with those superb players who figure to have brilliant professional careers. We're going to see them in the majors, I do believe. We would like to thank Renee Nato for spending quite a bit of time with us tonight. Does a great job at CrescentCitySports.com. Thanks to our sponsors and our listeners. Of course, you make it happen. Thanks to Rudy Dixon, our esteemed producer, 
And a reminder, I'm back tomorrow morning with the Three Tailgaters Show live from Francesca's from 10 to noon with Ed Daniels and Scott Craig. Until then, Ken Trahan saying thanks for joining us and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard.